Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Wednesday edition of Bobcat Radio here on the 18th of January. This is your host, Colton Gibson, and today I'm joined by my producer, Kobe Jackson, and co-hosts, Presley Davis and Giancarlo Cacho. We are so excited to be back in the studio this morning, and we have a great show planned. But before we get started, let's throw it to Presley for a quick word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on a northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. We're going to go ahead and get started with the Bobcat basketball teams as their Sunbelt schedule is now in full swing. First with the women's basketball team who last played on Saturday, January 14th against the Arkansas State Red Wolves. They won 89-55, to 55, now led by Texas State's all-time women basketball leading wins coach Zinnere Antoine. It was a huge win, and they are they're definitely hitting their stride right now. All right, with the women's uh, team this season, they just look a lot better compared to, to last season. Um, they look a lot sharper. They brought some new pieces in, and the way that they've just been able to communicate out there, they look sharper and better than what, what we saw last season. And I just think that Coach Z is a phenomenal coach, and last season we couldn't really see, we couldn't really see the players taking on to her coaching style as, as much as we do this season. Mm-hmm. And the way that they've been able to battle offensively, defensively, and they just look like a, a cohesive unit together this season compared to last is what I take away from their start so far this season. They've been better in conference play compared to last year. They've been better in uh, non-conference play compared to last year. And I think they're, I believe they're top three right now. In yeah, the top Sunbelt. three. Yeah, top three. And then last season they were like bottom three. So um, just seeing how they've improved and improving with new pieces, as we can tell with the men's basketball team, they brought new pieces in, but it's not clicking as well as it did last season. I think my prediction for them is that they make it past the first round like because I think last season in the Sun Belt Conference, they didn't make it past the first yeah. round. They had um, a bye week, uh, I believe, yeah. last year. Oh, no, they had a, they had a, they just went through their regular schedule in the conference, so yeah. Yeah, um, so I believe that this team, they're capable of making to the conference finals in the tournament um, and possibly winning the Sun Belt Conference, but with the addition of the new teams to the Sun Belt Conference, it is going to be tough. Yeah, to absolutely. win the Sun Belt. Yeah, absolutely. And then I know you, you know, bringing up, you know, new conf- or new teams in the conference. I know Marshall just joined mm-hmm. us this year. I know James Madison joined us also uh, in the Sun Belt. So I know that's kind of be like a really tough, uh, really tough environment for the Bobcats. But I know, I know the Bobcats will treat this as just another opponent, you know. And like you said, you know, 12 and 5 on the year, they're doing a lot better than they did last year. So, I mean, I hope, you know, we they can keep, uh, they can keep uh, improving and possibly get a really top spot in the Sun Belt because I know last year in the Sunbelt Conference uh, tournament. They were one and done last year, so they're hoping that this year would be a totally different story for the, the Bobcats this year. Yeah, and going off of that, I mean, like you said, they're 12-5, and 4-2 and two in the Sunbelt, and any sport this year that we've covered, we're looking at teams we haven't seen before, Marshall, James Madison, so it's like they have to kind of know, okay, if they're good at everything else they're probably going to be good at basketball and you just kind of got to adapt to that see what their styles are 
and I mean that goes for any sport and I mean basketball's now so it's this is the time that they got to build that momentum and get ready for these Sunbelt teams. Something I've really noticed with this team is you know Denasia Hood has been off and on following her injuries she's been in and out of the games mm -hmm. hasn't really been doing what we saw her do last year as the leader of this team only 10 points and this big win over Arkansas State but Kennedy Taylor is really stepping up to be the star scorer of this team uh, tied her career high I believe with 21 points in that last game and you're also getting pieces like Jada Reed back who's mm -hmm. coming back from her injury it's you know it's it's looking good for for this team to to finally make a run that you know they really deserve to make at this point yeah absolutely and <clears throat> excuse me um you know like I you know like I mentioned earlier last year was you know a bit of a slump because they were kind of up and down last year and you know they really didn't have all the like fitting pieces and stuff that they had last year but this year is a you know brand new year and if they can keep playing like they're playing right now they're currently on a two-game winning streak um you know hope they can extend it to a lot more so that they can build more uh, more momentum in the Sunbelt Conference and potentially go far and be uh, uh, Sunbelt Conference champions possibly well, next they will travel to Louisiana to take on the Louisiana Monroe Warhawks this Thursday, January 19th at 6.30 p.m., and you can find that game on ESPN+. Now turning to the men's basketball team, unfortunately, they took a loss their last time out against the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe, 61-58. That was this past Saturday. That snapped a three-game winning streak. So the men's team actually have kind of been turning their season around a, a pretty slow start. Uh, they, they are starting to, to put some wins together, though, just unfortunately didn't get the best of the Warhawks in this one. Yeah, with the men's team this year, is you know, they've taken a tough blow with losing Isaiah Small and Caleb Asbury um, to, I believe, Oklahoma State University, mm -hmm. which he's doing pretty well over there. I've seen a few games of his um, being in the Power Five conference now. But back here in San Marcos, the team adding new pieces but just haven't been able to gel too well together, as, at least in the start of the season. Mm -hmm. um, I saw a few, I saw a couple of um, preseason games, and they just look they just look like they weren't on the same page. Mm -hmm. The communication was off, easy turnovers, but there were sparks of hope. The three point shooting this year is I think a lot better compared to last. Um, I think last year we kind of just trusted Caleb Asbury to just do something do every, crazy, do, yeah, do everything, do yeah. something crazy. Um, and we can't do that. Now we have to play as a team. Mm -hmm. But um, Coach TJ is a great coach, and I think even last year we could tell. I mean, we've been back-to-back -back regular season champions. Um, this year, obviously, that most likely won't be the case unless they win every game uh, so far. But I think it's not how you start, it's how you finish, mm -hmm. and that's what's important to see with this team. And I, I saw the ULM game. That game was close, and they should have won that game. They played – the. I was there in the studio with Clint – um, he was the one on call, and there was just a lot of fouls that didn't go our way. Then we just missed some free throws, and, you know, those are the little mistakes that you make that you fix in practice. And once you fix those, then you can have success. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% because, you know, we talked about how last year, you know, Caleb Asbury was like the main guy mm -hmm. that your go-to guy to in clutch situations and, you know, making the high intense free throws to possibly tie a game or win a game. But, you know, that type of player is not there anymore. So now they kind of have to revolve each around each other to get, you know, a team, you know, get uh, momentum for the whole team and try to, you know, spark as a whole instead of rely on just one player. And I know you see a lot of that in college, you know, basketball, you see a lot of that in the NBA, especially. So, um, but I mean, you know, they're trying, you know, they're trying to get, you know, a momentum going. And honestly, if they can get, you know, if Coach TJ can really, you know, spark things up, then I think 
uh, you know, the Bobcats can have a real strong possibility to maybe even finish second in conference play, possibly, you know, possibly, you know, first. You, you never know. You know this college basketball can be really unpredictable, especially when it comes to March Madness. But we're, that's <laughs> another that's another story for another day. But yeah, Bobcats. Or in January, I, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, absolutely, I think you know Bobcats just just really need to get going. Yeah, and I mean, you lose your key players, and that's never going to be easy on a team. Especially, I know last year's team was so close. They knew how each other worked, and so you start thinking like each other. So when you have all these new people coming in, it's a season of adapting and a season of season of learning. But now's the time to really buckle down, become a cohesive unit. And if they're able to do that soon, I mean, hopefully tomorrow's game kind of shows a little bit of uh, potential. And then, like you said, they have a good shot at second, possibly even first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing that we can't overlook is the impact of Mason Harrell. You know, he's he's stayed. He chose to stay. He could have left, um, but he chose to stick out one more year. And, the and I mean, guys, you got to remember, he's 5'8", I believe. Mm-hmm. And he's carrying this team the way that he's, he, uh, he's a floor general and just the way that he sees people on the floor at his height and is able to score, that's one thing that is a key to this team's success, and we can't overlook the impact that Mason Arrow has on this team. Well, the Bobcats will try to start another winning streak uh, this Thursday, January 19th at 7 p.m. against the Marshall Thundering Herd for the annual whiteout game. So make sure to go to Strahan, pack it, wear white, be loud, and just make it a good atmosphere for the Bobcats to succeed in. But we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of it, we're going to talk about the Rattlers shot of the year and some NFL playoff football. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of Bobcat Radio. In the studio with me, I have my producer, Kobe Jackson, and co-hosts, Presley Davis and Giancarlo Cacho. This is your host, Colton Gibson. As I said before the break, the San Marcos High School Rattlers basketball team recently made some noise with a buzzer beater by Jaden Kofer to open their district play. Kobe, you were on the call with Paxton. Yeah, give us give man. us a little talk about how it was witnessing that in person. I mean, first of all, wouldn't I, I don't think I've ever witnessed a game-winning buzzer beater live as far as high school goes ever in my lifetime. And let me just say, that was probably one of the more electric crowds that San Marcos has had in like probably the last few weeks. Cause I know, you know, parents were probably gone for, you know, tournaments and stuff. And not a lot of family members could make it, you know, understandably, cause it's, you know, neutral site and I'm pretty sure they have to go far distance, but that, I mean, first of all, the game alone was absolutely insanity because like I mentioned <clears throat> when we were doing the podcast uh, during the week is that Clemens made a lot of adjustments compared to when they played in their neutral tournament. That was only their second time playing each other. And Clemens made a lot, a lot of adjustment adjustments, and they made the game a lot close. But on the Rattler side of the ball, they did anything and everything in their power. Like you said, Javen Kofer with the game winning shot. It was it was it was one of those shots because the way it happened was that uh, was Caden Gums was driving to the hole. Everybody baited on the inside and let Jaden Kofer wide, wide open in the left corner. It was it was a, in a first of all, it was an amazing play. Gutsy play, though, because. I, I say I thought maybe that that was probably going to be deflected and we kind of possibly had overtime. But I mean, what a play by Javen Kofer knocking down the big time shot. It was an unbelievable call for me and Paxton and for the San Marcos crowd. I mean, it, it was it was mind blowing. I couldn't I, 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 I'm still at a loss for words for it. It was amazing. Yeah, like uh, I was producing that show with y'all. Um, so just hearing it over the radio, just 
it was wild. And then last night's game as well, San Marcos um, played, and we played the clip over, and I'm like, dang, dude, like how the, <laughs> how the heck did these kids pull it off? But, you know, that's that's the beauty of high school uh, sports is mm-hmm. that, I mean, you got just young kids and anything can happen, and it's just, it's just wild out there sometimes. But this team overall, though, is really good. They started Absolutely. off really good. I think Gums was the one that was injured in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so even without him, they were playing well and still had a very successful record and putting 40 points on kids, you know, left and right <laughs> at tournaments, you know, even without the guy that's going to be here next year at Texas State. Um, so just the way that this team has started their season, has continued to have the success as they're going into district play, it's um, it's exciting to see mm-hmm. uh, here in San Marcos. So I just think if they keep playing with this, you know, no can't, no quit attitude and just fighting and b- battling for every loose ball and all you know those hustle plays. They're gonna go far in the state playoffs. Yeah, and one thing I want to I want to note is that they have not lost since November. I cannot stress that enough. They have not lost since November, so they are currently on a twenty one game winning streak, which is ridiculous. First of all, because I don't think I've ever. I mean, the last 21 winning streak I can think of was when the Spurs went all the way and obviously won their title a few years ago. But oh, yeah. that's another story for another day. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, this team is red hot. Malik Presley and then obviously, you know, Kane and Gums, the two um, all uh, McDonald's All-American nominees for uh, for the All-Star game. But, I mean, this team is just clicking on all cylinders. Dan Miller's got these 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 boys playing really hard. And, you know, if they can continue with this, I know they got a bit uh, – obviously the you know, blowout you said against Steele last night was just basically another another game for them. But, you know, it's they're they're on fire. And they've, they've, they can keep this going. They can seriously, seriously make a make a, t- a UIL title run. Yeah, and going back to what John Carlos said, I mean, high school sports is just – Different than any other sport. It's just so competitive. You're fighting for a college Mm -hmm. recruitment. You're fighting because you're a senior and you're not going to go to college and play, you know? There's just so many different reasons, and it's just so much more competitive. And, I mean, we're pretty lucky to be able to cover a team (laughs) that, you know, is 27-2. and Just, it makes it exciting. And I feel like whenever... As a group, we all talk about, like, oh, the best calls, a lot of them have come from San Marcos basketball. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just a great team you know everything is working and just just all around they're very well-rounded players yeah you mentioned 21 game win streak 27 and 2 record i i checked before we came on number 11 in 6a in the state of texas number 11? 17 i think number 17 in all of texas in terms yeah. of high school basketball yes so this team is the real deal they mm-hmm. they just have their district play to to finish out they're going to be quite high seed in the in the uh the playoffs so it, Going to be really exciting to watch San Marcos basketball here in the coming weeks. Yeah, and also keep in mind that they are in a new district this year. They're obviously in the new district with, you know, with Clemens and Steele and Judson, the main big powerhouse of, uh, you know, of 6A. So they don't have to worry about Westlake or Lake Travis until probably later on down uh, the UIL tournament, possibly if, if somehow, you know, Westlake goes far or if Lake Travis goes far. But, you know, you know this conference, this district is no joke because Steele's always been tough in any sport. Judson's always been tough in any sport, and you know if you honestly if you beat those two teams, then you're you're pretty much well known 
uh, as a you know as a high school uh, as any high school uh, sports team. So you're pretty well known if you beat those top tier teams. But Steele hasn't really had the best year, and I think Judson's. I want to say Judson is right behind them also. So I mean, I mean, and Judson is coming up for, on their schedule. So uh, you know, if the Rattlers can keep playing like they are, then I I honestly think they'll run the table with this district. Well, that is all of our time for local sports. Uh, but we're not going to get into some national stuff. We're going to do a deep dive into NFL playoffs, do a, a quick recap of the Super Wild Card weekend that just <sighs> happened, and look forward to Divisional Weekend. Uh, so starting on the, the games that took place Saturday, uh, there was two games. The 49ers really took care of business against the Seahawks, but I think the, the big game was the Jaguars and Chargers yeah. played Saturday night. Uh, Trevor Lawrence pulled off, I believe it's now the second biggest comeback, third biggest comeback in NFL playoff history. They won 31 to 30 and the AFC South stays alive in the NFL playoffs. Yeah. I mean, first off, I was surprised. I mean, back to the 49ers game, they absolutely, they gave, I mean, first of all, Seattle gave them a game in like the first half and then second half, it was just all 49ers. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant <laughs> made his name known in the second half, and that man has so far he has not lost an NFL game yet as That's a starter. As a starter, so honestly, the dude is he's got he's got it, man. He really, I honestly think if he could keep playing like this, he'll be up there in the conversations with you know with Mahomes and you know Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. He'll be he'll be up there if he keeps playing like this further on down his career. But as of you know but right now, you know 49ers are probably the hottest team in the NFC right now. I know Presley you're going to probably no, I have agree. some I, I, I know you, I, I know I you do little. I know you're probably going to say what you're going <laughs> to say a little bit later but uh but as far as the Jags and the Chargers go, I was perplexed about <laughs> that game because honestly I think the char- uh Everybody had the Chargers in their favor to win oh, yeah. because, I mean, you know, obviously Justin Herbert, you know, big time gunslinger. But the fact that Trevor Lawrence just showed grit and showed determination to win is mind boggling. And fun fact, he has not lost on a Saturday at all. I saw that. At all. In high, whether he was in high school, whether he played in college, he has not lost on a Saturday <laughs> yet. And that proved and honestly proved it. You know, I don't know if any of us. If we were talking to ourselves this time last year, and you're like, "Hey, the Jags are going to go to the divisional round," you're going to be like, "No, they're not. They're going to win the South. No, they're not." You know, and so this Jags team just—I don't really know what happened. It just kind of flipped a switch, and now Trevor Lawrence is, you know, making his way to the divisional round. And it was a pretty crazy game. You know, first half it was like, "Oh, well, that that was predictable. That was the yeah, that makes sense." You know, and then second half it was like. Oh, we have a game now? Like so it was fun to watch, but you know, I'm still really shocked that the Jags even made playoffs and now that they're going to divisional, it's still pretty crazy to me. Well, the Jags are a dangerous team. And again, I'll say it, I'm sound probably like a broken record. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And the Jags have just turned it around and Trevor Lawrence is just he's always been that guy. I think mm-hmm. they just need to get the pieces right, coaching staff right, and now that he has a little bit of that, I mean, it's not a perfect, it's not a perfect uh, mix over there in Jacksonville. But the fact that they're having some success, um, they're a scary team. Mm-hmm. You can't go, you can't be like, see the Jags and be like, oh, it's just the Jags. Yeah. No, you gotta be like, it's Trevor Lawrence, and he's not gonna give up easily. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And the one thing I do want to note is that the last time the you know the Jaguars made a like deep playoff run is when they beat. 
sorry, Colton, when they beat your <laughs> Buffalo Bills and they beat my Pittsburgh Steelers and then obviously, you know, got manhandled by Tom Brady in the in the Patriots yeah. on their Super Bowl <laughs> run. But that was the last time they made a deep playoff run and they haven't had one really since that. So honestly, they could be on their way if they can somehow. Uh, and like I said, this is an all possibility, you know, least possibility. If they can somehow give the Chiefs something to worry about, then look out. <laughs> yeah, and then so the Sunday games were, I think, when is expected. Uh, Bills get past the Dolphins, the, the Bengals yeah. get past the Ravens, and the Giants get past playoff Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I don't think anybody <laughs> saw him getting past the first round. You like that. But you like that. Monday night is the game that everybody's wanted to talk about. And by everybody, I mean Presley. I, okay, <laughs> we don't have to talk about it. I mean, <laughs> I also, I remember Sunday night and Monday all day. That's all that was like anyone was covering. And I was like, this is not the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> stop covering it like the Super Bowl. And I think it was because I was like, I don't know what to think about the team right now. I just, you know, they're going to go out there and whatever happens, happens. But I was like, oh, maybe we can beat Brady or 7-0 and against him. But hey, we've never played playoffs, so, you know, it's 0-0. And I was really just wanting a good game. If it came down to the last minute, you know, I was, and then a 31-14 game in favor of the Cowboys, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is uh. new, you know? Because, I mean, the heartbreak last year in playoffs, it was just mm -hmm. kind of, what did you expect out of the Cowboys? It's, I still laugh at that place. Yeah, it was day. so bad. <laughs> but it's like, I've, at least with me, when I think the Cowboys, if they do something good, I'm like, well, it's the Dallas Cowboys, you know? They're going to mess it up. <laughs> So I really was really shocked about that Monday night win, but I think everything, I mean, Dak played a phenomenal, Surprisingly well. a phenomenal game. I remember there were so many times that I was like, okay, so why don't we do that play more? Like, <laughs> why are we not doing that? You know, and I mean, Micah just came out and just dominated. He's, he's my defensive MVP this year, oh my, no question. He's so good. But so I think everything just really, you know, there were some issues, you know, you know, Brett Maher was a little nervous. It's okay. <laughs> I think after four minutes, you can't just be I mean, nervous. You just got to be bad. <laughs> after like the third miss, I was like, why are we not going for two? Hello. Even Dak even wanted to go for yeah. two. Even the, four, even the fourth miss. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, But, you know, uh, there were some playoff nerves. I mean, when we were third and out, I think the first drive of the game, I was like, oh, God, here it goes. And Brady's walking out. And then they're third and out. And I was like, okay. So we could just all be third and out every single time and no one scores, it's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. But, you know, it was a good game. Uh, it was a very good game. Do I think Brady's going to retire? No. No. I think he'll leave Tampa, but Raiders. I don't think. You think oh he'll go gosh. to the Raiders? I'd, love to, I'd get really? a Brady Raiders jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, because well, if you look at their quarterback situation right now, I mean, obviously Derek yeah. Carr is probably not going to be with the Raiders next year. That's yeah, probably just going to be a given. Goodbye, so it, the quarterback's position for the Raiders is wide, wide open. So, I mean, and they got receivers. They got, you know, obviously Devontae Adams and then obviously, you know, Darren Waller, their big tight end. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So if they if they could, you know, open up some cap space, hey, why not make a run? Why, yeah. why not make a run and in old uh, Las Vegas, you know? Yeah. I've seen a lot of things that say Brady's going to go on his farewell tour next <laughs> season. <laughs> mess, around, mess around and play for every team in the league. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> but uh, I just want to point out, I mean, the Cowboys game, I mean, I was watching that, and as a Cowboys fan, you're just like, oh, come on, Dak. 
Um, but I kind of give him like in past seasons, it just gotta be. It's a little frustrating, but with the hand, the injury to his throwing uh, thumb, mm-hmm. I kind of just understood like maybe he's just trying to get used to it. Uh, I think Robert Griffin III made a great point before the game and the pre-show about how like that really does affect your throwing of the ball and just the fact that he was able to go and beat Brady mm-hmm. and just dominate was just great to see. But if Dallas is looking for a new kicker, I'll put my papers in. Yeah, <laughs> I played Little League Soccer. You know? Resign, re-sign Dan I Bailey. Mean, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Brett Maher had a great season. You know, it only matters in the playoffs, and it, it was like, <laughs> you know, but he had a great. So he's not bad. I think he was just. I I honestly don't even know. Was it even windy that it, night? No, <laughs> no, it was. And it, they, I think it was like until the third or fourth one. Was it actually close? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first two were so were far off. off. But you know, he had a good season. It's not Greg's line. Things no. could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I remember last season, any game, I was like, let's just not kick. Let's just cover two. But I think looking into Sunday, it's going to be tough. You know, the Cowboys and 49ers have that history. It's going to be. Yes. I bet the stadium, that atmosphere is going to be wild. And surprisingly, there's a lot of Cowboy fans in California. Have y'all noticed that? Cowboy fans like travel so well for some reason. It's America's team. Yes, buddy. Yours. But I think it'll be a good game. I honestly, I feel like it could go either way if Dallas plays like they did. If if Dallas just doesn't play up to it, then yeah, no. But if they put up a fight, I think it could go either way. And if Dak continues, I actually went to the Christmas Eve game versus the Eagles. And I remember watching Dak and he was like running. And I was like, yes. That's, why? That, they won that one, right? Yeah. Okay, I just want to make Oh, sure. it was so good. But Kellen had Dak running instead mm-hmm. of just handing it off. Past, like, and I was like, okay, this works. <laughs> so why like, why do you have some games where he doesn't run? It mm-hmm. works. And he did that last game. So I'm like, we could keep that run game up. you know. And if Dak can execute it well, he's dangerous. Exactly. So it's like, it's just a matter of that execution and just the right play callings. I don't know how many times I saw before the game. Tin Book says the first play of the game is Zeke running up the middle for two yards, you know? And I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, that's probably... It didn't happen, surprisingly, but I don't know. It'll be a, a fun weekend. So, Colton, how do you feel about your Bills? Yeah, so, you know, I I think it was just... I think the game against the Dolphins, that was the worst football you're going to see out of the Bills. <laughs> Everyone's going to have bad days. It's the worst, the worst football you're going to see, and they still put up 34 points and beat a team that... <laughs> had probably the best game that they've had in in a few weeks. Uh, but going against the Bengals, I mean, the Bengals also didn't really look great against no, the Ravens, really be. struggled against, you know, second string, third string quarterback, whatever was starting for the Ravens this week. Uh, t- uh, Huntley. Yeah, oh, yeah, so they also struggled. I think it's going to be a, a big turnaround for both teams. But I, I, I have confidence in my Bills going into this. You know, they're looking for redemption, trying to get back to the, the AFC Championship um, and if they they face the Chiefs again, it's at a neutral site. So I oh, think it's, yeah, it's going to be right. an exciting atmosphere uh, in 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 Buffalo this weekend. They're they're hoping that it's it's finally time for the Bills to go back to a Super Bowl and not lose four in a row this time. I was about to say Cowboys <laughs> need to go to the Super Bowl too. Um, if we're so do that. But yeah, the, the Bills got big game Gabe Davis. So that's all they need in the playoffs. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I mean, um, one thing, one this is the last thing I'll say is that it, this, this, these playoffs are now wide open because we honestly could see a lot of Super Bowl rematches with all of these teams, like you know, Bills, Cowboys, 49ers, Bengals. Uh, you know, you know, it's it's wide open. It's honestly wide open, and honestly, we're we're about to you know have a real treat on our hands if you know if the playoffs go like they are. Yeah, and one last thing for me, isn't it nice like? Super Bowl won't consist of Brady or Rogers. Like uh, it's so crazy. So They're so young. Well, last year, I mean, last year it wasn't. Yeah, last year it wasn't. But there was. It looked like it could be, and it's like this year. There's no chance. So. Yeah, this Rogers year hasn't been there. In a yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, this year we're gonna probably see probably a lot of young quarterbacks in the Super. I in think the, Super the Bowl average age. I saw this morning for everyone going into divisional round is like 25. Yeah, that's the average. Yeah, age the oldest of the one is like 27 years old, and it's like Mahomes. That's Mahomes. Yeah. 27. Yeah. yeah. Elder so, statesman. It's crazy. <laughs> well, that is all of our time today. But before we wrap up, we're going to send it to Giancarlo for a little update on our weather today. Well, I'm in meteorology class, so I'm an expert on it. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, currently, we're at 71 in some articles with a high today of 76 around uh, 4 p.m. And the low is 51 tonight. Um, and then, you know, it will be very windy. It's going to be gusts up 24 miles per hour. So make nice. sure uh, you're staying vigilant, you know, if you have a light. Weight vehicle. It's going to be blown around a little bit, um, but also just protect yourself from the winds. Don't get no bugs in your mouth. Well, that is all of our time for today. So make sure to keep up with everything Texas State and San Marcos related by following us at KTSW Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. For Presley Davis, Giancarlo Cacho, and Kobe Jackson, I'm Colton Gibson. Thank you for listening to this Wednesday's edition of Bobcat Radio. We hope you tune in again Friday and have a great rest of your day. Now it's time to get you back to the other side of radio.